I am Newt, toe of frog. Will of bat, tongue of dog. Adder's fork and blind worm's sting. Barbados lime is just the thing. Fregger's sword like a sailor's stubble. Flip the switch and let the cauldron bubble. <laughs> How convivial. All things witchy. Witchy FM. Midnight margaritas! Kibitzing around the cauldron on Witchy FM, it's Lisa Z, and today we are with Kachina Aurora Kitchen Witch, Dawn Aurora Hunt. Nice to have you here with the program. So fantastic to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I love the fact that we found each other because I do this Kitchen Witch Challenge. Just, it, you know, part of COVID, a lot of people posting recipes, you know, and, and trying to, you know, share ideas with other people. So building a community. So I did this Kitchen Witch Challenge and then I saw mm-hmm. your aprons and I'm like, who is this Kitchen Witch? And then I saw your olive oils and yeah. all the different things. And I'm like, I want one of everything. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that. So Kuchina Roar Kitchen Witchery is the name of the company. And I've been building this company since, I want to say since 2008. So it's been a long time. It was obviously, it was a a part-time gig for a long time. And everything is sort of based out of my spiritual path of kitchen witchery, which for me encompasses quite a few things. It's all about food. It's all about ingredients, cooking and preparing food, not only for myself, but for other people. And it's about staying connected to Mother Earth through food. It's about using food's innate uh, energetic qualities to what I call uh, amp up the spiritual nutrition. So using visualization techniques to amp up the spiritual nutrition. So this food that you're making isn't just about feeding the body, but it's also about feeding the spirit and the soul as well. So we've sort of incorporated these principles into our gourmet foods. We have olive oils and risottos and things like that um, into our into our company, Cucino or Kitchen Witchery. But then on the flip side, I have a brand new cookbook that just came out and everything sort of just works together to bring people around the table, eating food, sharing food. And that's particularly hard, like you said, during COVID, right? Everybody's, you're doing your Kitchen Witch Challenge, which by the way, uh, looks amazing. Um, and I noticed that you specifically are talking about comfort foods with your Kitchen right Witch now, Challenge. Right now, yeah, we're doing comfort yeah. foods right now because I mean, because we need uh, comfort food during this yeah. time and then yeah then we're going to move to sides for thanksgiving as well but, mm-hmm. but when i was looking at your site you know a lot of nice gifts for the holidays but the infused olive oils where's your path coming from all that so yeah so um it's sort of a few things happening all at the same time um at that time where i started making these olive oils i was making them like you said for myself i was making them at home just infusing garlic oil and rosemary oil for my own personal cooking uh, because I have a bunch of crazy food allergies. And this was right around the time that I found out about my crazy food, food allergies. And I was doing a lot of eliminations in my diet, right? I was taking out anything that had 
chemicals in it, anything that had MSG, anything I couldn't pronounce, fast food, sugar, all those things. And I was at a point where I was eating like boiled chicken all the time. And I was like, listen, I'm a little Italian meatball from New York. I need flavor. I can't live. A person cannot live on boiled chicken alone, you know? So I, I was making these olive oils for myself because I could cook with a lot of flavor in them. And then I was also infusing them not only with the flavors, but also the energetic qualities of the herbs and spices. So it's doing my, my magical practice while I was also doing my, uh, my, my own cooking practices. Um, and I, I, I was just making them for myself. So this is a million years ago, right? When my husband and I were still living in New York and I had the opportunity to speak at a local Beltane festival. And it was pretty much like I was on a mailing list. And one of the topics they were looking for people to speak on was kitchen witchery. And I was like, well, I identify as a kitchen witch. Talk about this for a half hour, no problem. I contacted the organizers and they said, sure, no problem, but we can't, obviously we don't pay, but we'll give you a free table to vend uh, or sell whatever it is that you want to sell. And I looked at my husband and I said, I don't, I don't make anything. I'm not crafty. I'm not one of those people that's making soap or tea or incense, but that's not me. And he said, well, why don't you make those, those great olive oils that you make? And I was like, oh, that's, that's not a bad idea. Sure. And by the end of the day, I had sold all of my olive oil and I had about 40 people show up for my kitchen witch talk. And I thought to myself, huh, there, there's a need for this in the community. People aren't talking about these things. People are really resonating with this kind of a product and they're really resonating with this message of cooking with love and, and using your craft through food. Um, and that was sort of the birth of Cucina Aurora in 2008. And um, since then, uh, it's become, I say all the time, Cucina Aurora has legs of its own, and I'm constantly running behind her to catch up. You know, she does what she wants, and the company takes a turn here and a turn there, and, um, and I'm very, very grateful because, uh, you know, now we, we're selling this product not only online, but we're selling these products in places like Whole Foods. And that's a real gift because, you know, as a, a pagan-owned business, as a woman-owned business, I'm able to reach a broader audience and be like, hi, I'm a witch and I'm not scary. Like, I just want to feed you good food. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of beauty in, in being able to sort of show this side of our world to people that wouldn't necessarily, wouldn't necessarily pay attention. And I'm going to jump back for a second because you originally talked about the food allergy things and you know, as we all know, with all the preservatives that are in foods, I think that's mm. caused a lot of the allergies. I myself have yeah. I have EOE, so I'm supposed to be on the elimination stuff. And, you know, it, it is hard. And, and I read all those labels, but a lot of us are reading those labels. We have a, mm-hmm. um, we have a organic farm-to-table restaurant. My husband's a chef. And, Ooh. yeah, it's called Chris Flatbread. It's in Osterville, Mass. And very popular because you know, people are looking for back to – Back to the ground, back to earth, not all that yes. stuff, you know. And yes. I and I I love that you're doing that, and and I love that you you started it for your own, but then moving it out into everybody else and how you can help that. And then you found, wait a minute, but I'm doing this with intention. I'm doing this to right. share, and cooking is love, like you said. 
So then yeah. you, you built on it to it more. You have the, the risottos, you have the dips, you have packages in here. I think it's really neat, your store, too. It's a beautiful website, thank by you. the way. Oh, thank you so much. And then, thank you so much. then I, I, you have to mention the book, though. Unbelievable. Oh. That's amazing. Good for you. I, I, I have a feeling that this, this book was in your brain for years and years coming. Years and years and years. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny that you said that. Yeah. So um, I had self-published a small little spiral bound book about 10 years ago. Um, and a local publisher, if you're not familiar with them, they're called Copper Cauldron. And they publish all uh, Christopher Penzak's book. It's his publishing company. And they're right out here in, in New Hampshire as well. And they got a hold of that book. And they said, listen, this is really good. We wonder if you'd write a cookbook for us. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I did that one. That's called Taste of the Temple. And of course, that's regional. And it's a beautiful book. And I'm, I'm still so proud of that book. And, and so in doing that book and building the company and, and everything, I started teaching more kitchen witch classes. And one of the classes I would teach was called Recipes for Romance. And, I, I it, you know, an hour-long conversation about aphrodisiac foods and using foods, uh, love food, sex food, all these things that encompass love and romance. And I, I it, people would say to me all the time, there's so much information. You have so much information here on this topic. You should really make this into a book. So I started taking notes and I started collecting recipes and you know, creating outlines. And so when the opportunity came with Simon and Schuster, it's a funny story, actually. I was actually in New York City doing a trade show because we do a lot of these, you know, uh, wholesale trade shows for the product side of the business. So the olive oil, trying to get olive oils into grocery stores and things like that. And so I was at this trade show in New York City, and I meet this woman who comes up to my booth, and she's like, oh, Kuchina Roar. She's like, I, I love this stuff. I love this olive oil. I, I get it all the time. And I was like, oh, wow, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And we start talking, and I thought, oh, you know, what are you doing here? And I'm thinking maybe she's, you know, a buyer for a, a grocery store or something. And she says, oh, I work for Simon & Schuster. And it's my job to kind of go out in the world and find interesting authors that have interesting book ideas. And I was like, well, guess what? I happen to have this great idea. And this is what I'm working on. And she's like, fantastic. Long story short, a month later, I have a, a contract. And uh, this book began taking form. And I'm so very grateful. And I feel so blessed because I worked with the most amazing women on this project. I was allowed by the publisher to use my own artist for all the illustrations, my friend Betsy Campbell, who's the most amazing illustrator, and my friend Elise Sanaga, who is also the most brilliant photographer. And all the photographs, you'll see if you, if you open that book, the photographs are gorgeous food photographs, you know, and it was great for me because I actually cooked everything. So when you open that book, that is not done by a food stylist. That's done by me. They're That's my my recipes too. that I cooked by myself, and then we and then I shot them. I did all the the food styling for Elise, the photographer. So when I tell you this book is like so filled with love, it's it, there were so many wonderful people that that worked to make it happen. It was really a really a group effort. And to be fair. It kept me sane during COVID because I had this project to work on. So 
I'm, I'm very, very grateful. And, and I'm so happy that people are really loving it. And it's becoming their like go-to cookbook because it's not just cooking. It's not just recipes. It's also self-help and magic and meditation. And it's broken up into three sections. One is about self-love. One is about attracting others. And one is about rekindling fires within a relationship that may have gone stale. So it's not like any other cookbook I've ever seen. And so I'm very, very proud of the fact that it's unique. Yeah. And I love that because it, it seems like that you're giving it's, I've listened to some of the other podcasts with you and some of the different things and there's intention, there's spells in there. So somebody who maybe is new to that type of thing or just wants to put intentions out there, you, you kind of give them a little path if they want to as yeah. well and uh, yeah. give them ideas for, for that. Yeah. It's like, I wanted to make the book very accessible. I wanted, if, if you're only interested in the cooking part of the book, then I wanted you to be able to open it up and have it be your favorite cookbook. If you're only interested in the magical practices and the meditations, I wanted you to be open up, be able to open up this book and go right to those things and use those things for your own practices so that everybody, whoever, whatever you're looking for, there's something for you in this book. And I love that because, so when I, when I just formed Witchy FM, it's kind of an interesting story about, I don't know if you ever saw on uh, online the witch dance that they did in Germany and the, the group of women, they dress kind of, you know, really, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, about a month or so ago, I said, you know what, I'm going to do that on the beach on Halloween. Yeah. I'm going to do yes. that. I'm going to do it. And everybody is, you know, because people say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. And they never did follow through. So I said, I'm going to do it. Right. I might be by myself. So I told a couple people. Then all of a sudden people were asking, hey, can we practice that? So I really yes. only had maybe 15 to 20 women that, that were interested but didn't say yes. Mm-hmm. I could not get to the beach that day. There were 200 people there. Is this the sandwich? The sandwich. Out on the beach? On the beach on Halloween. It's amazing. But the- Absolutely amazing how you have gone and brought people from all over New England together for this. You know, I, I just... Absolutely incredible. You should be so proud of that. And I really was shocked because I was a little concerned because, you know, the the word witch sometimes has weird connotations with people. But I think during this time that, I mean, everybody's a little witchy. I mean, you know, to me, you know, crystals and and the stars and, and just, but to me is the sense of community and people just loved it, embraced it. And I think even with, you know, we're all a little kitchen witch, you know, if we're, yeah. we're making that yeah. with love, we're all a little bit kitchen witch. Yeah, and that's so important that you say that because, you know, it's something that I, I, I tend to point out in my classes is that if you're, if you're a good cook, you're a, you can be a kitchen witch. If you're a bad cook, you can be a kitchen witch. Everything comes from you and your own intention. And you've already done this your entire life. You've already been practicing kitchen witchery your entire life without realizing it. It's as simple as when you're not feeling well and you make a cup of tea or a pot of soup and you put the intention into that pot of soup that as you're making this, this is going to make me feel so much better. This is going to restore me. I know that when I, when I drink this hot broth, I'm going to feel 
restored and healthy and calm and all those things. You're putting that actually into the food and then you're physically taking that food in. And everybody has done that. Every single person has made something with love and intention at some point in their life. So this idea of kitchen witchery and using that term is is important that people realize that it's about love and intention and it's not about anything sinister. And sort of, like you said, the connotation of the word witch is sometimes works to a disadvantage, but we've all put magic in our food. And that's, that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. Absolutely. So what are some of the the recipes that we'd find in your cookbook? Oh, oh my. Um, That's a good question. So there's there's a lot. And I'm like super hungry right now. So, okay. I'm going to have to say that one of my favorite parts of the book is in the second section, which is about attracting people to you. So of course we talk about attracting um, lovers. We talk about attracting romantic partners. We also talk about attracting friends, companions, jobs co-workers, just how do we attract people to our beings? And usually that comes back to taking care of ourselves and, and, and working on ourselves, right? But in terms of the recipes, there is a whole section on what I like to call grown-up pizza party. And these kind of different takes on flatbread pizzas and, you know, and also, you know, focusing on the love ingredients, focusing on making these pizzas with ingredients that have certain energetic qualities to, as we said before, build up their spiritual nutrition. So that section of the book for me seems to be something I keep going back to over and over again. There's a um, a spicy sriracha sausage pepper pizza, and there's a fig caramelized onion and truffle pizza. And then there is a my favorite, which is a butternut squash and goat cheese pizza. So, so I have to say I, I that have to, is- I have to laugh for a second because you and I, this is my third connect here with you. You need to look at the menu for crisp flatbread and you might, because I- my, <laughs> my husband created that menu and you just told me three things that he has on the menu. Oh, no way. Man, the universe is bringing us together. <laughs> wow. Wow. I love it. So, I mean, I have to say that 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 that, um, that is definitely a weakness for me, is the pieces, for sure. Oh, I think that's <laughs> great, though. So, and, and, and you mentioned, too, like about attracting friends, because it's not just about attracting lovers. It's, it, it, and Correct. There's so much. And when you think about, you know, kitchen witchery and how it's used to connect people, you know, just so easy to to understand it when you think about when you have a gathering at your home or when it becomes safe to gather again after the COVID crisis has passed us, where do people wind up? In the kitchen. Everyone gathers in, right. Everyone gathers in the kitchen. It doesn't matter if there's snacks and drinks in the living room or there's a movie playing or you have a musician in the living it doesn't matter if you're in the kitchen and there's food being made in the kitchen people will be in there no matter how many times you're like get the hell out of my kitchen they will will be in that kitchen with you because that's where they gather i mean in the time of covid what we're doing in our kitchens is it's our office it's our school room it's our game room. It's the place we come to nourish our bodies. It's the place we come to maybe connect over a cup of tea or cry or talk or 
whatever. We're not doing those things in the home office. You know, we're not doing those things in the basement or we're not doing those things in the bedroom. We're doing those things together as a family in our kitchen. I think right now, one of the hard things for people coming up on this Thanksgiving holiday, I think that people are kind of okay that, all right, maybe we're not going to get together for Thanksgiving. Maybe not. But I think if they thought, oh, maybe we're not getting together for Thanksgiving, maybe we're not getting together for over the Christmas holidays. It's the food, it's the planning, it's the whole thing that does bring people together and that sense of family, that sense of community. Yeah. 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 I uh, I think you're right. I think that's hard. People feel like they're, they're going to miss out on the connection Mm -hmm. and they're going to miss out on the food. And, and I think too, I think the other thing that's difficult is the ritual, Mm -hmm. right? Where there are rituals around your holidays and everybody has them, you know, whether they're from your, from your grandparents, grandparents, or whether they're things that you've started yourself, uh, you know, in your, in your adult life, or even, you know, let's say you're, you're in your twenties and you're living at home. There are rituals that go along with the food of a holiday, how we shop for that food, where we buy the food, what brand of cranberry sauce we buy to share around the table at Thanksgiving. Those are all ritual steps, right? And again, in the preparing of the food, so many of us gather with extended family members in the kitchen or people bring different items. And again, therein lies ritual and therein lies magic and therein lies connectivity. So we are missing I think the ritual of it, as well as the connection to people, as well as those flavors and those foods that we're going to be like, man, I really want to want to have grandma's apple pie and she can't bring it. And, you know, and I'm never going to be able to make it myself the way she made it. There's a lot of that. And, and I think that's an examination of spirit that we need to really get comfortable with and say, okay, spirit, it is all right to not have these things this year so that we can have them next year and and really understand that it's coming from a place of not just, I hate this. I have to do this. This is, you know, this is a terrible thing, but to understand that what we're missing is that ritual and then maybe create some part of that ritual for ourselves in a safe, healthy way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I keep calling it the great pause. We are kind of on pause, and but there's other things that are connecting us now in a different way, as we talked about earlier, too. Right, that shared experience of what we're going through as a human family and how when this is all passed, we will again connect around the table and around the rituals around food about the shared experience. I noticed also that, um, were you collecting food for charity for up in New Hampshire? Yeah, actually, we were collecting for the New Hampshire Food Bank. Actually, we made that delivery today, yesterday. My assistant uh, dropped everything off at the New Hampshire Food Bank. So we have a program at Kuchina Overlord Kitchen Witchery we call Random Acts of Magic. And every year, this year has obviously been a little bit different, but other years, we do random acts of, of kindness for local businesses, charities. We raise money via our website. Also, we get a lot of walk-in clients that are still on location. So we always have a donation box for some charity that we want to work with, that we want to highlight. We do things like surprise the local veteran center with a hot cocoa bar and bring, make cocoa and make ice creams and, uh, you know, just, hey, surprise and 
surprise all the veterans and do things like that. So, yeah. So this this season, our Random Act of Magic initiative was collecting food for the local New Hampshire food bank. And that we started in October and um, the drop-off had to be this week because they needed to get the food to people for Thanksgiving. Well, Dawn, I think that our combined efforts should be to make this random acts of magic like national, like find little, find people like us, multimedia people in each community and just make this happen because I just think that it's an amazing thing. I I think that people are trying to do it and I, I, a lot of people do it on the sidelines, but they're not, they don't get enough multimedia type of, you know, mm-hmm. that, to, to, to bring it out there so they're getting enough donations or enough people to help. So yeah. I really would love to see this even bigger than yeah. we already have it. We can totally collaborate on it. We can always exchange ideas. My hope has always been that through the Random Acts of Magic initiative at Kachina that it would inspire people to do it in their own lives, even if it's as simple as, you know, leaving flowers on someone's cart at the supermarket. You know, that idea of doing these tiny little kindnesses is what I believe starts the ripples throughout the world to, you know, create more and more of the same. Lifting someone's spirits in a little way by paying for their coffee or feeding their parking meter. Those little tiny kindnesses lift the spirits of someone who then walks through the world differently. Right. And then that person will lift the spirits of someone else who then walks through the world differently. And um, whether we're talking about olive oil or magic or media, radio, whatever it is, I think the heart of being a human being on this planet is to spread those little kindnesses. Absolutely. So we are kibitzing around the cauldron on Witchy FM. We are here with Kachina Aurora Kitchen Witch, Don Aurora Hunt. All things witchy. All Hallows' Eve has become a night of frolic. Oh, witch children wear costumes and run amok. Amok! Amok, 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 On Witchy FM. I am Newt, a total frog. Well, a bat, tongue, a dog. Adder's fork and blind worms stink. Barbados lime is just the best. Fragged salt like a sailor's snubble. Flip the switch and let the cauldron bubble. <laughs> How <convivial>. All things <laughs> witchy. Witchy FM. Midnight margaritas! Kibitzing around the cauldron on Witchy FM, it's Lisa Z, and today we are with Kachina Aurora Kitchen Witch, Dawn Aurora Hunt. So I have a question, this is from my professor point of view, because you really are a multimedia personality, you have a book, you have YouTube videos, amazing, you're so fun, and I notice, it's so fun because I notice, sometimes I hear that New York come out every so often. Yeah. You know, you got the YouTube and then you're talking about uh, creating podcasts and you've been a lot of podcasts lately. What advice would you give to, and I'll give you a few different things. uh, What advice would you give to aspiring media personalities, authors, 
witches, cooks, you know, that, that covers a lot of bases there. Uh, wow, that's um, people don't usually ask me for advice in that way. So uh, I need a minute. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you, first of all, for saying those those very very nice things about me. I do do a lot of different things. So yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, and I run this company, and then I write this book, and then I have a podcast. You know, I'm going to start a podcast, and then I'm on the local news. I do all these different things, and I have my hands in a lot of different creative pots. I think the first thing I would say to anybody at all. The start, the very beginning of everything is faith. And when I say faith, I don't mean religion. I mean, believing that your dreams, your goals, and your desires are valid and you deserve them. Okay. That's not to say, oh, I think I deserve, you know, to, oh, you know, to win a yacht and, and everybody should give this to me. I'm saying that you are worthy of your dreams and your goals. And deciding that you're worthy of those dreams and goals and go after them 150% at all times. And that comes from believing in yourself, liking yourself, and realizing that no one cares about you. And what I mean by that is I myself am always so worried about, is this person going to like me? What if I say the wrong thing? Uh, you know, what if somebody's going to judge me on my weight? Oh, I didn't. My hair doesn't look really good today, blah, blah, blah. Everybody else in the world is so concerned about themselves that they don't, they're not judging you in that way. And those that might be are only reflecting their insecurities, not yours. So walk through the world as your authentic self because the people that are judging you are not worth your time. And the people that aren't judging you and the people that you want to attract will be attracted to your authentic self, whether it is performance art, broadcast, entrepreneurship, whatever it is you're doing, you cannot do any of those things well if you are not being true to who you are at the core of your being. After that, I say, if you're a person like myself, who is got a million different ideas on a million different avenues, pick one. Stick with it hard. Work on that one idea and see where it takes you. And give yourself a time limit. Work on it for six months. And if you haven't seen any improvement or you haven't seen any progress, then and only then is it okay to switch focus. I think so many creative people go, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And they start one thing and then get distracted and start another thing before the first thing actually has time to germinate. And, and also to understand that everything takes forever. The universe doesn't operate on your time schedule. If you're 25 and you're saying to yourself, by the time I'm 26, I'm going to be married. By the time I'm 27, I'm going to have my first kid. By the time I'm 30, I'm going to be a millionaire and run my business. The universe is not going to do those things for you just because you said you want them. Those things will come for you when they are right for you. So do your best, work hard, follow your dreams and go for your goals 100%, but understand things take time, okay? I had this idea for the book that I just published eight years ago. But if you look at the, the surface of all of my media, it looks like I just had this idea and printed this book and boom, it came out of nowhere. It didn't. It was eight years of ideas and brainstorming and hard work and manifestation 
that I've been working on this and having faith that eventually it would happen if I just kept focusing on it. It took that long. So understanding that you have to have faith in yourself, believe that you're on the right path, be your authentic self and work hard and give it time. I think that would be my advice for anybody at any stage of life that's trying to do something in the creative world. Well, you're very blessed, my friend. (laughs) I'm very, very grateful. I'm very grateful because I have people around me who believe in me and encourage me and pick me up when I have crippling self-doubt, which I do have, that talk me down when my imposter syndrome kicks in and, and always, you know, they always encourage me to be the best version of myself. And, and I'm, I'm, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing without the support of so many amazing people and without the support of people that are, you know, out there buying our products and, and resonating, they're resonating with our message. I'm thankful for each and every one of them. You know, no one in this world walks through life alone. You know, we're so interconnected. I, I can't remember where I read it or heard it, but something I was reading was talking about how if you like driving a car, thank the people that made it. If you like driving that car on a road, thank the guys who, you know, uh, fix the potholes. If you like putting gas in that car so you can drive back and forth to work, thank the guy who works at the gas station. All of these things are run by other people. None of us is an island of ourselves, right? So everything, everything we do is interconnected with our human family. And so I think that, that living in that kind of gratitude is really important. And that's, that's what I'm, I'm saying is these people in my life, you know, and now you, like I've met you and I'm just so grateful for, for you and, and our connection. And who knows, who knows Lisa, where this is going to, what this is going to bring for both of us. And that's exciting too. Well, I really appreciate you. And I went on and, you know, got all kinds of oils today because I'm going to give away some stuff. You have beautiful stuff. And then, of course, some of it's going right into my, my pantry to make things as well. <laughs> but you can find things you said oh, also at, you can find things at Whole Foods. But you have a whole yep. bunch of different areas, right? Yeah. Yeah. We are distributed in over 500 stores nationally right now from uh, Maine to Texas. But if you want to buy directly from me, the website is com. And I'm all over Facebook at Kachina Aurora slash food. I'm all over Instagram at Kachina Aurora. I have a YouTube channel at Kachina Aurora. So everything is Kachina Aurora and it's all my face. So you can't miss it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm looking right now and I see the face with you. You're kind of making a little silly face in this one. (laughs) The blooper reel. Oh, goodness. You know, it's funny. That comes up every year on my birthday and my birthday was yesterday. Um, And thanks to... Thank you. And thank you. Thanks to my media guru who manages all my social and does all my videos. She makes sure that that gets out there every year on my birthday. So um, that's me being my ridiculous self. So enjoy. Well, happy birthday. (laughs) Many blessings to you. And, you know, people can find you you on Facebook. And we were going to share you with our Kitchen Witch Challenge, kind of get in that involved as well. And we're Thank gonna you collaborate, so and yeah, yeah, I'm so happy. I would, I would love to do some sort of a collaboration with you where we could do a giveaway, yeah. um, and and we could do a contest or something. Um, maybe we could, maybe we could do it, um, you know, in in the new year around Valentine's Day, we could do some sort of a perfect a love, 
you know, with the book and, and, you know, we could do something where, and I mean, I don't, I don't know, but maybe we could do a challenge where you have to make something, you have to make a chocolate recipe or something. And the best chocolate recipe wins a copy of the book or something. I think that would be perfect. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to make that happen. (laughs) This is wonderful, Lisa. Thank you so so much. I'm giving you like virtual hugs through the computer. (laughs) We all miss, we all miss hugs, but you know, eventually. Oh, I miss them so much. Yeah. Eventually we're all going to be together again and i'll come down to the cape and we'll go to your husband's restaurant and we'll drink wine and eat pizza and it will be fantastic <laughs> so we Excellent. are we are convincing around the cauldron for witchy fm with kachina aurora kitchen witch dawn aurora hunt i'm lisa z witchy fm kibitzing around the cauldron whatever shall we do with him let's barbecue and filet hang him on a hook and let me play with him no on Witchy FM.